Be like, click yeah. here to enter. <laughs> or like, cat lovers only, click <laughs> here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. I'd like to say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a Yeti, man. That's just not going to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. All right, dude, episode three, man. Episode three, my favorite episode. I, I, I honestly, I've got to say, like, I'm not sure it gets any better than than this episode. Honestly. I mean, this is this episode's a pretty high bar. I mean, this is when we get into David. <laughs> I mean, this is when we get into David Lynch. I mean, this is like now. Oh, yeah. For me, this is like, okay, we're in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're in it to win it on this one because, I mean, it's like right off the, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, you've got two dudes eating bread, like, or eating sandwiches, like it's like, I mean, honestly. Right, now, hold on, let's, let's go back, let's, okay, so we do, I know, but I let's mean, do a recap of where we are so far, and then we'll okay. go through kind of like the, the, the summary of the episode, but, I mean, essentially where we are, okay, so what happened so far? We have Lara Palmer, who was a very popular, um, influential, you could say, um, teenage girl in the town of yeah. Twin Peaks. She touched a lot of lives. Touched a lot of lives. Um, and she is found murdered. Um, there's a uh, uh, investigation. The FBI is called in, right? And the FBI comes yeah. in, and not only do we find out that this murder could be connected to other murders as another girl that is found. But she Correct. is, she's alive, but she is, they don't have the equipment to do a, a, a CAT scan on her. So she's kind of like just, you know, being she's there. in a classic, she's in a classic, uh, you know, um, soap opera coma. She's in a coma. Right. Exactly. Um, and so we got these two guys, Bobby and Snake uh, or Mike, right? And they yep. are friends and they are, you know, they are attached to, they are the two kind of leads who are attached to the, the Donna and Lara. And of course, Lara right. is not around anymore, but Donna is Lara's best friend. There's a soap opera thing going on here again, soap opera with, uh, with Donna and with um, Mike, but also then she's falling in love with, uh, with um, James. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to recap this because there's so much going on throughout yeah. the. So let's just uh, let's just cut to the chase, I guess. Is yeah. all right. So we got Donna and James. It, uh, they are uh, they have found that they are actually uh, in love with each they're other. Falling in love. Yeah, falling, falling in love. love. Right. Yeah. We have a dude named Leo, um, Leo Jackson Johnson. Who's Leo involved with Shelley? Yep. Yeah. Um, and he and Shelly, uh, they have a uh, relationship that is, well, it's abusive. I mean, he abuses Yeah, her. there's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. And he's a trucker. He, he, he's, he's not always there. Um, 
and, and he seems to be a bad dude. Like he is the uh, he is the the one of the the only characters that I think you see and can recognize that this dude is a bad dude. Right. And we established like, that with the cut, right? Yeah. Remember the cut that was like the doctors like who could do such a thing referring yeah, to right. Lars yeah. murder and cut to basically yeah. Leo. All right. So we right. we established that that there is somebody who could do that sort of thing. Um, we have a, uh, and we have uh, essentially a, um, uh, a horn. Um, what, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, Jerry. No, not Jerry. Jerry. Jerry's, Jerry's the. Oh no, no, you're right. Jerry's it's new. A, it's Ben. It's Ben. Ben, it's ben. ben Horn Benjamin. owns um, basically everything in the town, and he's trying to buy the sawmill owned by um, the Packards. Um, right. Mr. Packard w- got killed in a boating accident. His wife from Hong Kong. Um, now kind of owns the plant, and she's the one that we've seen, Josie Packer, she's the one that we've seen in the very beginning looking at the mirror. Right. And again, yeah. I'm saying that's important. Right, and Ben Ben Horn is in cahoots with the Martell, with Mrs. Martell, uh, and it seems that Josie may be in uh, cahoots with uh, Mr. Martell. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, because the Martells are not... In, in any shape or form, are they? Are they? Their relationship has has gone downhill. Right, right, right. Um, and then, uh, just to round things out, you have the sheriff department that is interesting in itself. Uh, I think the most interesting characters are Lucy and Andy, not to mention the sheriff. Um, and you have, uh, let's see, who else? Oh, you have um, uh, Ed and his wife. I uh, can't remember his Ed and his wife. Ed. And his wife with the one-eyed, uh, who, who has uh, a patch over her eye, and she's right. really obsessed with blinds. Uh, there's a re- relationship there. And then, of course, how who could you forget? How could you forget Dr. Jacoby? Right. Right. Jo- Dr. Jacoby is the is the psychiatrist who has been seeing Laura, um, and uh, he has been receiving tapes from her. Right. And we end with a scene where he it's revealed that he has a second half of the necklace which was buried by James but the the half of the necklace belongs to Laura Palmer um so there's a connection there so there's also like so uh, there's all sorts of things happening tons you know of what things I mean happening. like every like there's uh, you name it and somebody's involved with somebody else it's a regular so, I mean it is a soap opera to, to say the least yeah it's and, a soap opera and so I want to go back just real quick there was some things that struck me that we didn't point out, but as I watch it, I watched the first episode, uh, the pilot again with Bree, who was interested mm-hmm. in watching it. I noticed that in we had seen we, there's a one armed man that's around. We saw that last episode. Yeah. We yeah. actually see him in the first episode. I didn't realize that, but he is actually in as they're in going down uh, to the morgue and they meet Mr. Jacoby or Dr. Jacoby. We see the one-armed man. He's in, in front of them, and he gets off and walks away. So he's, oh, really? he's in town already uh, checking out this place. So just yeah, I'm, I'm putting it out there, uh, something that I let me Let me ask you this. So so Brie watched the first episode. Is she interested in continuing on watching the, the entire season? Um, I'm not sure. I think maybe. I mean, she has recollections, again, of this. But again, she didn't like she, she it, it might have been playing when she was over at a friend's house. Right. And she had friends right, who were right. kind of into it, but she was never into it. So, again, it's yeah. this kind of like this thing that is going on in just pop culture 
Yeah, I mean, it, I think it defines it. Defi- it is part of if you're going to talk about the early '90s, I think you have to talk about Twin Peaks. I mean, like that it was a that was a an event that happened, and that's why I was interested in, in revisiting it. Um, I'd be interested to see how if if Bree is continues on watching it. I, Heidi watched the whole first season. Yeah, well, for, and, yeah. And I, so she's got to catch up. I mean, I'm only the the, the third one, so we're going to catch up. Okay. All right. All right. So, so how do you want to how do you want to tackle this episode? I feel like if you give an overview, like there's so much happening. Like, Maybe we should just, just like, go for it. I mean, I don't even know. Like, let's just seriously, go for it. don't I, even worry about the. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I started writing things down, and then I was just like, I uh, I can't even I can't even write things down because everything seems to be either important or, uh, yeah. or so out there that it, it's like it's I didn't even know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, I think if you were, if someone were to say to me, I've seen the whole, the whole first season. Right. If someone were to say to me, hey, if there's one episode, I only want to watch one episode, of Twin Peaks. What episode would I, I would say? Don't even worry about any other episode. Don't worry about the first pilot. Don't watch this episode, and it will give you a clear idea of what this TV show is all about. Yeah, it, it really is, and it starts off. I got to. It starts off where we 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 meet a new character. Like, there's already a thousand characters, right? Yeah. I mean, this place is full of 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 characters. We meet a new character, Jerry. He comes in right away. Like, forget about like being subtle, man. He is like in your face. He's got, you know, he. What happens? He shows up at the at the Great Northern Hotel, which the horn the horns own. Right. The horns are eating dinner. He comes bursting in, and he's got this sandwich that he's coming back from Paris, right, or uh, France, Paris, I think in particular. He's come back. He's from got, Paris. he's got a sandwich, man. The sandwich has like it's a baguette. It has what butter and cheese on it. Brie cheese. Like, that's yeah. it. Brie. It is like a. It's a, you know, it's a cheese sandwich, and this guy is like, he's in love with. He brings it. He it's like, he brings it for his brother to eat. Like they're brothers, uh, Ben and Jerry. Our brothers. Yes. And he brings us he brings this thing in. And he's like, You gotta try this. It's the best thing. And then Ben eats the eats the sandwich and he's like, This is the best. Oh my god. And it's like totally over the top. They are literally stuffing their faces I mean, like he, with this sandwich. And again, like it, you had talked about like how how Ben Horn is essentially like you know, again, we're thinking about surrealism a little bit. We we had a little history lesson film. Um, mm-hmm. I suggested that you watch uh, a film. Um, I don't know if you did or not, but but in that in the surrealism kind of a way of thinking, we're thinking also of like dream analysis and Freud. And you had said like this guy is like the it, like he's the id, right? He is pure yeah. pleasure. Like he only wants, he just needs stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is like a classic scene of that. It's like how he how he devours this yeah. sandwich. It's like everything is like the best, like every, the things that he is, is focused on right then and there is the best, right? right. Like he's totally into, you know, the, the best or whatever this is. So, um, uh, hold on. What? what? I, my phone's in, I don't have my phone. It's, pl- it's in my, it's plugged in. Sorry. You're doing a shot case here, man. I know, I know, I know. Uh, so, in any case, uh, uh, he's he's constantly needing 
he constantly needs new stuff. Like he constantly needs stuff to be excited about. More. You know he needs I mean? more. He needs more. Yeah. He needs more businesses. He needs more land. He needs to grow. You know. The thing that I thought was interesting, though, is you could hardly I had to like rewind this. But while he's eating it, he says he's like, you know why? You know why we love this so much? And Jerry's like, I I don't know why. He's like, this reminds us. He doesn't say reminds me. It reminds us of Ginny and Jenny down by the river. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I caught that. Yeah, I caught that. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But again, it's like. It's not it's not just like the best baguette he's ever eaten. What it is, it's a memory of like some sort of like passion or lust or like something. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's got to be lust. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important that they shared it. Like, that's the thing. It reminds us. And that's why I think it's yeah. important. Anyway, well, setting those, that up. Those those two, they're they're you know you sometimes think of like oh you need someone to counteract like you've got this one guy Ben who is like the you know he's this this id right he's all about lust and he's all about going for and you think okay well his brother's going to counteract him no his brother's just the same exactly his brother's the, the exact same yeah. they're they're both like and then they just abandon their the family right they're like eating and they're like forget this food that it, well, we're eating we're just going to eat I, these sandwiches I get the impression that like as far as like Ben Horn goes, his family wasn't even there. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just eating, and yeah, there happened to be like people yeah. eating with him. And then his brother comes, and nobody told the wife. The wife is like out of her mind. You know, she. You yeah. know, we already know that this. The wife is like kind of like has has kind of like said for I, I'm I'm not dealing with anything right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And they're uh you know. They just leave. They just they literally get up and leave after they've eaten like a sandwich in such a perverse way. A perverse way. I mean, they ate it from the top. Like, no, I've never seen anybody eat a a baguette from the top before. Like, yeah. you know, actually, I have like toddlers do that, right? Like, you give a toddler a hot dog, a to- you give or a kid. Uh, you probably shouldn't be giving toddlers a hot dog, but if you give a kid who's big enough to eat a hot dog, if you give a if you give them a hot dog, they like eat it from the top. Yeah, like they, they, they don't. I don't. I don't think they understand that you're supposed to eat it like from the side. But and it doesn't like that's matter. What these guys it's, were doing. They it's, were it's yeah. instinct. It's pure. Like I said, it's id. And then he's like, "Hey, we're we're out of here, right?" And you're like, "Where could yeah, they possibly go to one I, But you know, I mean, yeah. they kind of start explaining it. Yeah, they go to they go to this place called One Eye Jacks, which yeah. is uh, which is uh, I think it's across the. I it's across it's, yeah. the lake or ocean or something like it's that. In it's Canada. not the ocean, it's a, but it's in Canada. Yeah, it's both. And a it's a hotel. gentleman's club. Yeah, it's a it's a not a hotel. It's a it's a um, casino. Casino, but they it's mm. also a bra. I mean, it's a brothel as well. Well, so what's interesting is he does say that like the way that Ben entices Jerry probably doesn't have to, but the the way he entices Jerry to go to One Eye Jacks is that he says, "Hey, there's a new girl there from the perfume counter." Right. Right. And we we know that's an important thing. Right. Cause we the, know the perfume counter is an important thing. Right. Because the the rock uh, rock set, Ronette, Ronette, Ronette um, yeah. she worked at the perfume counter. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. You've got these these connections here. Right. Um, and then it goes from that crazy scene. We're then jumping right into the like the total, you know, uh, chastity of. You know James and Donna, right? 
right at their ha- and they're having they're finishing up they were ju- they had dinner now they're finished up right they're they're at the couch they're and the mom and the dad are getting ready to leave i love how the dad is like hey like you know are you going to church tomorrow yeah. like it's we're perfect. leaving at this time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so he's not necessarily saying like, hey, we, you know, he's kind of giving you a reminder. Hey, church. And then he's like, hey, it's early. We're going to go. We're sh- leaving here sharp right. at this. You know, we don't. So like, you know, watch your curfew, you know. And I, I thought it was really nice the way that that was. That was yeah, and out. again, like, uh, listen, we uh, we talked about this. This is these are two, uh, you know, professionals here. This is, you know, they know how to write a screenplay yeah. and that is to uh, n- screenplays where people tend to go wrong in screenplays is they tend to write uh dialogue that is w- w- like what we call two on the nose or basically if you were writing this dialogue and you were an amateur you would have the father say now kids like remember there's a curfew out and don't stay up too late right right but no right this be good right. you know what i mean exactly like, yeah. But instead, you write around it. You always, you never want the characters to say what they truly mean or feel, because because that doesn't happen in real life. Like he wouldn't say that in real life, right? This is this is yeah. feels more connected. Well, it's and it's the same thing that that you know in the first that the the one of the best scenes I think there is in the pilot, and I think maybe in the series is when they find out Lars dead, right? They, and it's that scene where the father is uh, Mr. Palmer's in the hotel and the sheriff pulls up, right? And the right. whole time, like, nothing needs to be said. Like, it could have been very easy for the sheriff to come right from the... Uh, and I think somebody less um, uh, ex- experienced or skilled would have just had the sheriff come directly to the dad. But he didn't. The sheriff came in. You know, the tension was there. It was building, building. The, the sheriff went to the front desk had a conversation. The the tension's still building. It's building. Everybody knows what's going to happen, right? Everybody knows, and it just he just builds the scene without actually having to say it or 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 be spot on about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's. I mean. It's. I mean. Like we said, these guys are professionals. Yeah. Um, and so then you know at that part, Donna, Donna and James, ugh, boring to me. I'm just like I'm. I'm completely over them. Like I'm well, not listen. interested in. Here's the, I mean when you're contrasting or when you're comparing or juxtaposing uh Donna and James with what's happening with the Horn brothers I mean of course right. of course cuz it goes back then it goes right back to one eye jacks yeah and then they meet they meet Blackie um who's the madam I guess you could say yes um so just I mean just interesting yeah yeah and these guys obviously have been there before uh, you know, and they're doing their thing, um, and you know the girls come out, and and they flip the they basically flip the coin, right? And they're like, who's gonna right, right. who's gonna have that? It's a coin coin toss, flip it, and um, you know Jerry's kind of disappointed in that because he was kind of excited, but the did he? Whole oh my gosh, I didn't even notice. Did he say heads or tails? Did he call heads or tails? Because tails never fails. That's true. I wonder if he called heads or ta- if he called tails. Um, I don't because he lost. He did lose. I bet he called heads. It, I mean, that's the most like. I mean, maybe because of this is David Lynch, he called tails and lost. But like that's he highly calls unlikely. Heads. He called heads. I just looked it up. He okay, called heads. Okay, good. Yeah, tails never fails, man. He always calls. He always says tails. 
Um, yeah. Even <laughs> even in a David Lynch uh, project, tales never, never fail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the okay, so like I don't want to like read too much into this, but if you have watched this scene, if you've watched the scene where um, Ben Horn and the uh, new girl essentially go into that like pink velvet area yeah. i mean yeah again like freud would be talking about some stuff maybe oh yeah i mean it's I like mean, maybe curtains are just curtains but like it's seriously i i mean i i honestly that's uh yeah no it is it is uh exactly what it's supposed to be right i think i think too. i you think know. i think you're right anyway uh jerry's kind of disappointed but hey you know that's life hey, he, he lost yeah then yeah. we go back to the clock and it's you know I the I, the clock the clocks in this become imp- I don't know they they just struck me as like the it's like the phone calls and the ringing in in some previous episodes. What clock? I don't even know what clock you're talking about. I just felt like this episode had a lot of clocks in it, like clock sounds. I, uh, oh. It was like ticking, 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 and we see a clock, and then we come back to a clock, and I feel like there's a lot of clock noises. Okay. Anyway, right. it's just again like time is ticking, and that's one of the things. Like we're again, we're in the third episode. Time is starting to tick, tick away, right? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I don't know anything about the clocks. I didn't, I didn't, I no, didn't catch. It, I mean, that's that's why I'm here. That's yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate you talking to me about the cock, the clocks. So, so uh, yeah, he, excellent. So we 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 go. We cut to. Um, we cut to Agent uh, Cooper, and he gets this little note, uh, and the note is "One-Eyed Jack." Oh, I love. By the way, I love the. Um, so when he walks in, he does this thing. He has the horn. He has the whistle, right? So like, <laughs> Agent Cooper's the best. Yeah. He has this whistle, and he's like that. He's been like whittling, right. and so he walks in, and he toots on the whistle, and he does like this arm motion that is like a, a like a, I've done it kind of like arm motion and he smiles this huge grin which i really thought was right. was really interesting anyway and then um i mean he's feeling right, pretty good then, about himself at this point yeah everything's yeah. going and, his and, way right now i mean yeah and then he gets the phone call from hawk that tells him like oh, th- i think hawk tells him again about the perfume counter or not Hawk it's just reminding us the, yeah it's a good again yeah. it's good and good there's writing. a one-armed man somewhere running around right just reminding everybody and then the card that is slipped under his door i think is the lamest card ever what do you mean it's just it's like it's like the thing is it's like not very cryptic but also kind of cryptic it just says the, the card says jack with the one eye right yeah that's like not cryptic jack at all with like, one eye. Why didn't they just? Why didn't the person just write uh, "One-Eyed Jacks"? Go to "One-Eyed Jacks." Or, I mean, why are they trying to be cryptic but not really cryptic? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're asking uh, again. Like, I, I don't know yet because I haven't seen everything. Maybe that's the motive of this person. But like, again, just, it's just, just like, it's trying to. Super I mean, lame. Yeah, but it's trying to lead us, lead us there. Yeah, I guess it but, wants uh, us what, to what, figure it out. Is what it's. I mean. But you know what it's saying? It's not difficult. I know, but like, listen, I, you got like, uh, not everybody watching this is as advanced as us when they watch. Uh, okay, yeah, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. the, you got to give yeah. some to everybody. 
You know what I'm saying? But there's so many there's so many crazy mysteries that are totally unexplained. And then you have this one thing. Maybe David Lynch is just like, I'm just gonna throw a bone out there to people who are yeah, totally confused. That's like, what I'm saying. Make them feel good about it. That's like exactly blues what clues. I'm saying. Exactly. Blue, yeah, blues clues is like you just say the same thing over and over again, and then people are like the kids like watching it because it's like, oh, I know the answer. It's because you've seen it a thousand times. Right. So like this is a blues clue. It's like Jack with the one eye. Yeah, that's one eye Jacks. Duh. Not a challenge. <laughs> Especially not for Agent Cooper. Well, of course not for Agent. I mean, we'll get to Agent Cooper and the way he can figure things out. But um, before that, we we meet with uh, we meet with Leo and and Bobby and 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 Snake. Yeah, I th- which I thought was a pretty interesting scene. I thought it was well done. I do like how Leo basically said, like, it's funny because they were talking about Laura, and Leo says Laura was a wild girl. And that's coming from Leo. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- that's like that again it shows you like there's definitely two Laura Palmers. And I and that's the duality that we've been talking about through this entire thing about teenagers. Like uh, and I think that's what David Lynch is exploring like I said you've got Audrey who is like I think this manifestation of uh you know this this concept or this this thi- this belief that most teenagers have that like they're adults but yet they're they're just not experiencing things. They think they know everything, but in fact, they don't, right? They haven't had those experiences before. But they feel that they should be old enough or they, they should know these types of things because they are, they are, they're old, right? They're, they mm. think they're old enough. They're not kids anymore. And again, this is like this whole thing with like uh, being a teenager. You've got these two sides of, of yourself, one that maybe you're presenting to one group and another that you're clear, like Laura clearly is presenting to another. Like you've got this Meals on Wheels person that, that helps out all the time, and is like, and then you've got this other section of of Laura Palmer who is like a complete wild person, apparently. Yeah, and and again, like they're and what they're projecting, right? So we're seeing essentially what they're projecting, which I think is and right. hearing what they're projecting, which I think is very interesting. And again, we're going back to the beginning. We start with the mirror, man, and we know that there's everything is going to be some sort of duality that's going to happen. Yeah. So the, well, I thought it was a pretty thing. good scene. There's, I think the acting in that particular scene is good. You know what? Too. I was going like to say the same tense. thing because Bobby sometimes, like, I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I believe, like, Bobby. But in this one, I thought Bobby was on point. Yeah, me too. Me too. You've got, you got Leo there. He's clearly got this gun. He's like, he, it, Leo has this crazy, like, intense rage that you it, that he doesn't look like, He's not screaming or shouting, but you like know that he's just like gonna flip out like yeah. on any second. Yeah, he's when you look at his eyes, they're crazy. He's got crazy eyes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. you look at somebody and you're like, "That's the guy to stay away from, right?" He's may not, yeah. he may not be the biggest. He may not be like the look the top. He's the guy to stay away from. He's got crazy in his eyes, and he's yeah. and, and the thing is that there's another guy with like there's somebody else here, right? There's somebody yeah, else lurking in the shot. No, lurking in the shadows. And, oh yeah, the, yeah. And Leo's like, yeah. forget about him, right? And so it's like, also yeah. adds that tension. He's got a gun. There's another guy there. Uh, Bobby and Snake don't have the money. They're trying to talk themselves their way out of it. They're, you know. The other thing is like, oh, now, uh, you know, he's got a problem because uh, he knows that his um his old lady's been cheating on him, right? Well, Bobby's oh, yeah, standing right scene. there, right? And so Bobby's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, do you know who it is? Like, you know, he's trying to find it. He's trying to get information yeah. from him too, right? And the best thing right. about writing scenes like this, right, is you want 
there's always a goal of a scene, right? But you always want you always want your characters to try to be getting something, always wanting something, and the other person is always like not giving it, right? So that's what makes right, right. a dynamic scene. And um, you know, just having that that little extra kind of thing in there, uh, you know, like like I said, these these guys aren't amateurs. It's good writing. Yeah, I mean, and you know that Leo, you get you 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 come away with the fact that Leo doesn't really he doesn't really know think that it's Bobby who's, but he's not sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you just can't be sure. Um, and so I think Bobby gets away with it in in that end. Oh, the, so the thing that so there's that dude right that you reminded me about in the just some like shadowy figure like you don't see. Right. Um, do you think he's the mystery man like Laura was talking about? At the very end, she says, "I I think tonight I'm going to go see the mystery man, the man." Oh, no, I don't. Th- I think I don't, listen. That that didn't strike me as like the the guy lurking in the shadows did not strike me as the guy kind of pulling the strings on this whole thing. Okay. I okay. I mean I it, maybe maybe he is, but it it didn't seem to me like that was what was I was focused on the scene that was being played out. Um, that I thought was really interesting. Oh, which reminds me. Well, we'll get to that. But like there's uh, again, like this scene was compelling. Um, again, we find out that Bobby and Snake are, are in cahoots with, with Leo. This was the big kind of reveal, though. A pretty good throw by Leo, too, with the football. Yeah, a huge. Th- I mean, again, it's like the it's the uh, the quarterback. Right. But he's like bet And like Leo, it will be Leo will be better than you. That's it. I mean that, and no matter what you do, Leo's going to be better than you. So you better watch out. Essentially, I mean, he throws that. He throws that football like through the trees at night and hits the car. And it's like, isn't that like impressive. a deflated football? It's not. Doesn't yeah, even. Yeah, it's deflated. I mean, you've thrown a deflated football before. It's like you can barely throw the thing. Yeah. So impressive. I mean, you got to give Leo's a horrible person, but he can throw a football. That's a fact. I, I, I love commentary sn- on uh, on on cute quarterbacks in general well i mean i don't know leo again like leo it doesn't matter what you do leo will do it better it's just a fact he's that intense yeah i was gonna say maybe not better but like with more intensity for sure like yeah um and then we get uh, so so that that seems great you're you're super that seems super like tense and then you've got Bot or Ed coming in, he's all gr- he's got grease all over him, and what does he do? He steps on the blinds, man. Now the I don't blinds, know if you notice w- this. I notice this. Um, I don't know if you notice this or not, but we see when when Ed comes in, we're seeing like um, he's coming. We're in the house and we're looking essentially through like a uh, a uh, a shelf of like full of like knickknacks and things like that. Chachis. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you noticed this, but there is a there is a bust of a woman there, like a I don't know porcelain like woman there, sm- a small little bust, and there's an eye patch on that woman. I didn't notice that. I noticed I it like notice I noticed it the first th- the first time around, and I was like, oh my god, there's it, there's an eye patch on the bu- the the woman there, and you know. Oh, that's interesting. It's just a you know a, a nice little thing, I think. Well, anyway, he really f's up those blinds, man. He he steps on them. He drops yeah. grease all but over them. It's, it's just, and whoa, whoa, whoa. just 
and again, like the one eye, like there's a, there's like theme. Here's what's interesting. There are like themes and things that come around like all the time in this. So like the idea of having a one eye, right? One eye Jack, like having a a woman with an eye patch on, right? Um, France was actually mentioned before, I believe. And then we see somebody from France. And again, it just is like this dream logic of like things that kind of like spin in circles that are just kind of different. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. There's something coming up that I want to talk to you about too. Again, like something that is like happens like in every single one. There's like a mention of this, but we'll get to that. Okay, so uh, so I, the, the next thing that I, I really, honestly, anything with that has to do with the police force and Agent Cooper, like I'm all in on that. Because we that like you know Ed of course Ed Ed screws up the blinds uh what the one eyed who I can't remember what her what was her name the one eyed woman Nadine the I, I Nadine 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 is super pissed I mean she's so angry she breaks that uh, like that row she's machine. strong I mean like, look she's work she works out dude she works out <laughs> and she like destroys that rowing machine in such well, intensity she, I mean she the blinds were ruined man. I mean, like, that's her thing, and he comes in and wrecks them. Yeah. Um. I mean, not on purpose. Like, it was an accident. Fair, it's like it's an accident, but still. Um, and then, and like I said, like anything, anything with Agent Cooper and the police, like I'm just all in. I love the dynamic between Lucy and Andy. I think that's great. Um, the way that Agent Cooper is so patient with yes. the, the uh you know, the sheriff's, the whole sheriff's department. Like he has a bond with the sheriff. Like he and the sheriff has a mutual understanding. He likes the sheriff. The rest of the dudes, like especially Lucy and Andy, he's just like, he's so patient with them. He is. Uh, It's really great. Yeah. I mean, with Andy, especially. And. um, Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Now, um, now we get the scene, and it's great because, like, so that's setting up the scene. That's what's going to come next, right? But now we have this. Now we go back to, um, we have Bobby and Shelley, and right, and this scene again is kind of intense because we are we know that Leo knows and that not necessarily about Bobby, but that there's something happening here, and you know we actually see her physically like beaten up at this point as well right 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 yeah so again it's pretty uh, pretty intense and he comes in he doesn't care and then he's acting all tough but you know after what we see can we really believe how t- i mean he's acting for her essentially because we know what he's like in front of leo oh yeah yeah he's not yeah i would not uh i mean i'm not putting any money down on a fight between you know, Bobby and Leo. I'm not putting any money down on on Bobby. Like, yeah, just not gonna happen. Um. Anyway, so that scene plays out, and again, it's just kind of like again, you know, cementing that these two are in a relationship and building the tension there that they're not just it, Bobby's not gonna be like, whoa, like he's looking out for somebody. I better step back. No, he's going full, full in. Yeah, yeah. So the next scene is interesting because I think what we talked about before with the music. So the next scene is when um, uh, 
Ed comes in to the diner, the RR. Man, I'm I'm totally missed this. I must have missed this. All right, so so Ed comes into the. Oh, this is when he says he's in the, he's in the doghouse. He's in the doghouse, and he does this great yeah. again. Like the acting and the acting in this specific episode is like really good compared to like what we had. I think before. I don't know what happened, but um, you know, he's like in he's in the doghouse. The music, dude. The music that's on is a kind of like western kind of style, yes. right? Kind yeah. of like again this this sense of like who is this person connecting to the music, right? And mm-hmm. what kind of music is he embodying or thinking of? And it's just kind of this like you know western style kind of thing, and they're having this. He's just nice, a cowpoke, man. He's, he's ca- just he's like a. He's a, a, a you with know, this, just a, you know, with and and there and of all the of all the relationships, this one you're kind of really rooting for in a sense, because it doesn't yes, seem I agree. it doesn't seem as like shady as everybody else. Now, of course, it is, right? But mm-hmm. you're you're kind of rooting for these two. They're a little bit more mature. You see the problems that eh, one had uh, has a husband in jail, right? And the others yeah. who has this kind of like clearly. There's no love in that relationship up to this point, right? There's no love in that relationship. She's kind of, uh, you know, just she's checked cons- out. I mean, yeah, she's, she's she's clearly she's she's got health problems, man. Right, I mean, and so we're, you know, we're allowed to like kind of root for these two. Um, and again, yeah, it's it's setting that up. He's in the doghouse, but he he does this great kind of like, you know, he's feeling good. Yeah, well, I think he's feeling. I mean, yeah, I I did wonder why he's feeling so good, but I think he's just feeling good because he's like out of the house, and he's with her. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's uh, there's he, he. You can clearly see that these two have a have a connection. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's a good. Uh, it's a good scene, and again, it's like setting it, it. What's great about the scene, and again, when we think about writing. You're setting it up because you really like these two, and right. you're just setting it up for the next scene. But anyway, we're getting to one of my favorite scenes in the whole entire movie, <laughs> which is, which is this this uh, method that Agent yeah. Cooper has of essentially yeah. finding out who did it, and specifically using dream using dreams, which is what we've been talking about this whole time. So he he you know up until this point I've been really focused on the like the fir- I was I would say the first time I watched this the whole thing I've been really focused on the mystery because that was again what what was my focus who killed Laura Palmer what we're coming to find out is the real mystery is who was Laura Palmer right. but um I was focused on who killed her and so I'm really interested in the mystery part. Like I'm watching Agent Cooper. I like all the Agent Cooper interactions. I think he's actually really good at some of the uh, investigation or the interrogation and the investigation techniques that he uses, the interview techniques that he uses. And so it's it just top notch. Like everything's just top notch. And then we get to this scene here. Right. And the confidence at which Agent Cooper goes through this whole procedure that he does is just i'm i'm on board with him now you know what i mean like i'm on, this is this is this obviously is a a real way to solve mysteries right as far as i'm concerned 
I mean, clearly, clearly is because uh, he explains it so well. It's essentially this um, technique that he's developed. Uh, yeah, it came to him in a dream. It came to him in a dream, and he's developed them. Uh, developed this uh, technique, um, where essentially, essentially, he uses the subcon. Like again, back to surrealism, he uses the subconscious to tell him who is what he couldn't see with everything else clouded in his way of the conscious, right? So the right. subconscious is able to let him know by hearing a uh, a name and a relationship to the victim. He is able to subconsciously uh, in, in enable his, his action, which is to throw a rock at a bottle. Uh, he's enabled to, to, to either hit the bottle, which shows a strike, which means there's a connection and, mm-hmm. or yeah. totally misses, which means there's not a connection or even break the bottle, which is important, but it, it's important if he strikes the bottle, it's important if he breaks the bottle or just kind of yep. hits it. Right. Yes. So we learn, I mean, we learn about a, a lot. I mean, we essentially learn who did it according to this method. Right. According to this method, you you've you've figured out who did it. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Case closed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, it's like <laughs> he explains this. He's got a huge like you know a chalkboard out there with a map of Tibet on it. Uh, he's giving Which is a great. Yeah. <laughs> he's giving yeah. a lecture. They're all super into it. Like they they're leaning in. They're super into this thing. Yeah, and they're not just patronizing him. They're, like, actually interested in what he has to say. Again, we got the donuts everywhere. I mean, it's really cool. And not a single one of them is like, are you sure this is going to work? Like, the the sheriff is kind of like, eh. Like, you can tell the sheriff's not totally into it, but he's like, let's just try it. Like, this is a, you know, FBI agent. Right. Andy's totally into it. Lucy, obviously, is totally into it. Like, she's really, like, involved. And then Hawk doesn't really say anything, but you can tell that Hawk is like, "This is this is something that that Hawk I think would would think would work." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Hawk's been all. I mean uh, he's been all in with, with him anyway. And so yeah, so they uh, they go through this process. They're concentrating on the idea of the J because that was the, uh, again, uh, perhaps maybe I maybe I spoke too soon. This is literally just like. Figuring out who the J is, I guess. Yeah. Not necessarily who I, killed. I, maybe I should. Maybe I went a little too far. But yeah, I think about, you went a little too far. But I don't want. I like. I'm trying not to influence right. your thought process. But definitely, it's who the J is uh, that Laura saw when she spoke about. She's nervous about seeing J t- J tonight. Right. Who's the J? All right. So he wrote down all the J's, uh, and um, he goes through this process. And uh, he goes through, and some are, like, clearly uh, just, like, misses. We get a a hit, but not a break, on Dr. Jacoby, right? Right. So uh, we're making a little mark on that one, that it didn't break, but it was, it it hit it and fell down. Um, Right. I mean, one goes as far as to, like, hit uh, Andy in the head right which right? is hilarious yeah i mean that's just comic relief i think at that point i, I did uh, and then i do i also speaking of comic relief i love the little discussion about 
that Lucy and Agent Cooper have about whether One-Eyed Jack should be put down or not. Right. Like, uh, because it's like, well, is it a place? Is it a person? And they go back and forth. And he's, again, so calm yeah. with her. Like, she's asking, like, crazy like she's really confused and he's like well let's work it out like i, I think it's like an excellent scene yeah i mean he's yeah he, he's like anyway um they get to finally the last one on the list which is leo and um smash the bottle smashes a million pieces yeah. um and so we're under the assumption that that's the last person that that we saw so what? So what was I forget what Leo's? Why was it J with Leo? Was Johnson last is name last, last name? Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Johnson is Leo's last name. Leo Johnson. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cut to the R and R, or the RR. I should right. Say. Back to the R and R. And um. And uh, Audrey. The R and R. By the way, the R, isn't the R and R a diner in round where we grew up? The R and R diner. Yeah, Am I thinking of that place right? I don't remember. I think. I mean, okay. it sounds familiar, but I'll take your word for it. It definitely wasn't like this. No, it wasn't like this kind of diner. Um, Audrey Horn walks in, and um, you know they notice her. Oh, what what's she doing here? And oh, we saw her at church. She starts putting in music, and again, it's this, according to. Her father, this music that makes a racket, but again, it's this kind of yeah, it's a racket, yeah, weird, dreamy type of music that um, that well, uh, she even says it's dreamy. She she says she loves you know this. She says this music's too dreamy, which I, I think you know in 1990 you wouldn't be saying it's too dreamy, right. but I think in the 50s you'd say it was dreamy, meaning like this is great, like it's just really perfect. You know what I mean? So in this, this is what I wanted to say in this scene. There is a point where the father makes a reference. He says, remind me to stop at the hardwood sto- hardware store and get those 60-watt bulbs. Do you remember him saying that? Yeah, but I don't know why. why so what, why do you, why, so in what's the that previous, important? In the previous episode, episode two, Bobby and... And Snake are in jail, and Snake says, "How in the world are we going to make ten thousand, ten grand, or whatever? They got to make up the extra money." Yeah, yeah. And Bobby says something like, "Oh, we sell light bulbs door to door." Right. Right. Before that, in epi- in the in the pilot episode, episode one, remember the creepy stairs, which you do. I know you do. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, obviously. And then the close up. I remember the creepy stairs. The close up of the fan. Right. Yeah. The fan yeah. was on. It was spinning around, but the lights were not on. Okay. And the we saw a a, a, sh, a shot of essentially light bulbs. Now listen, I'm not saying like light bulbs are gonna make or break this case, right? Right. Right. But right. what I am saying is like again, there's these themes that like run through. That I'm noticing. That are like popping out, and am I doing dream analysis? I don't, I don't know, but I do know that I saw a light bulb, a close up of a light bulb, an important kind of point uh, of these, like these stairs and the creepy fan. Right? There was light bulbs in that. Right, right, right. There's a light bulb when these two were yeah. talking about Leo 
and their relationship and trying to get the money. And now there's a, a light bulb. Remind me about these light bulbs. And this is a point where Donna gets up and has this conversation with. Whew, okay. All right. So I, yeah. I'm throwing I'm that out there. I'm going to have to think about this. Yeah. You can think yeah. about it. You've yeah. seen them all. But I, again, like I'm making the, like little mental notes about things as I'm going through here and seeing where they appear. And that was something that struck me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about I'm going to have to think about the light bulb issue. All right. You can think about the light bulb issue and I'll, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep it in mind. But what I thought was interesting again, like in this one, this is like, and then Donna gets up. She, he says like that. And Donna says, I'm going to go talk to Audrey and they go over and they have this conversation. Now, if you remember in the pilot yeah. episode, there's a, there's a, um, there's a scene where we're just seeing all the, the high school kids. Right. And we see Audrey mm-hmm. and she's like she's putting her shoes on. She's taking her, her, I don't know, saddle shoes, shoes off and she's putting her, her red, I don't know which kind of shoes they are, but she's putting different shoes on, right? And she's then smoking yeah, a yeah, cigarette yeah. at her locker. Um, yeah. She then has a, uh, it's a glance or some sort of like look at Donna that there's some connection there and she actually walks over and like, you know, like, I don't know, pats her shoulder. She does something. And so from the very beginning, I'm like, what's the connection here? Because like Donna... Uh, is best friends with um, Laura Palmer, but like Audrey, Audrey like never knew. Uh, Audrey doesn't like Laura. They they never had a real connection other than like they, right. she taught her her brother and helped out with her brother. Yeah. So I'm all I'm wondering about this connection here, and here it seems like there is a connection between these two. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely a relationship or a, a connection between Donna and and Audrey. I I just thought it was just like they know each other in school. Like you just some people you just know some people. And and, and maybe so, but like I'm saying, like the be, they're next to each other. Maybe it's just because they share lockers. Like they're close. They don't share lockers, but they're close to each other in the lockers. Yeah. It seems to me that there is a connection between these two. Again, it's something I'm making a, li- a list of, especially if I see light bulbs happening. Make the list. It's all. It's good to make the list. I think, especially when watching these these. Uh, these these episodes, you need a, a long list. Yeah, and that's what I'm and saying. So it's, it's, if yeah. I see a light bulb, or if I see a mention of a light bulb, that it's almost like the light bulb's going off, right? I'm gonna be aware. Right. I'm gonna pay attention to the next thing that happens. It's a little yeah, uh, yeah. post for me. And the next thing that happened is the conversation between these uh, two people. That, but can I say like, is that kind of like um a self fulfilling prophecy, or maybe one of these things where like once you notice one thing, you notice them all to maybe like to a detriment like you've just you've not noticed the the light bulbs before but suddenly now that you are watching for light bulbs now you see every light yeah bulb. but this is an amateur you know what I mean? i'm not I'm, I'm, this is not like uh you yeah, know first time filmmaker here this is somebody who's this is somebody who who went to the trouble or at least had the art department go through the trouble of finding a bust with uh, a little knickknack of uh, uh somebody with an okay i'll I'll grant you that. Yeah, you know? I'll grant you that. Like, yeah. this is not somebody yeah, who magic. doesn't think about what this thing looks like, uh, what is written. The, he's not writing in, writing in light bulb jokes just to be funny. Right. That's true. That's a good point. That is a good point. He's not putting a guy in doing a little weird dance in the very beginning uh, just to be funny. No, it, it, it may not, like, mean something at the time, but as a whole, when you look at it as a whole... Then things start making sense, or they don't make well, sense. I mean, that's the. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, that's part of the say, point. Again, it's part of the things point. Things are gonna. Yeah, 
like it's gonna make no sense. Is yeah, that's more but, that's more accurate. But again, the point, and again, if you look back on um, Bunuel and and Dali and their film, they said specifically, they said we don't have it now. Dali said this. I think Bunuel actually wanted to have some meaning, but but again, like they, it's uh, coming from a surrealist point of view. There doesn't need to have anything that actually makes sense. But again, if you're interpreting through dream logic, things in a dream, they repeat. There are things that come back. They may look different or they may look the same, but it's the same theme that's repeating over and over and over again. So those are the things that I'm looking for. And is it something that strikes, you know, oh, I'm going to look at every light bulb. Well, maybe, but like, but there's a reason for that. And yeah, yeah, that yeah. that is thought through by by the filmmaker. All right, so so let's get let's get past these light bulbs for just a second because I do actually want to uh, make sure that this this shotcast doesn't go like three hours long. Gotcha. Because right, right, right. we still have to talk. We still have to talk about. I mean, we still have to talk about Albert coming in, and we then get to obviously the the most iconic of all the scenes. You know, a little bit later, but. So I want to get to Albert. Albert, I think, is great. Um, he is, I think, everything that Agent Cooper is not. Agent, or, or yeah, uh, Albert is. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's. I mean, I think that's what it is. I mean, like Albert is this guy. He is no nonsense. He's above everybody because he works for the government. He works in a big city, right? I mean, he is like your typical. I'm above all this. Like I'm an expert. I know exactly what I'm doing. Everybody else is not important to me. In fact, what what does uh, Agent Cooper say? Like Albert is lacks social graces, right? I mean, like that's or niceties. I think he 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 tells the, sh- the sheriff that right away. And then, but what I think is funny is when Albert comes in, he is right away like super aggressive to everybody and condescending to every single person. And then, then, and Cooper, Agent Cooper loves it. Like Agent Cooper loves watching that the dynamics between the sheriff and and Albert. Like yeah. he's like super excited about it. Like he enjoys this whole like conflict and this drama that is that is occurring. And I, I think that really is that's an that's an interesting aspect to Agent Cooper. You know, like that. This is something that he enjoys seeing this this conflict play out because he's smi- he's all smiles the entire time. Yeah, but also when, he's when he's sheriff- he's also proud of the sheriff. I mean, he is taking he is taking kind of like this interest in like, oh, how would the sheriff like react to the situation? I mean, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly like he did it. Yeah, I'm proud of it. Like you can see that there's some pride in there. Yeah, I, I yeah, like he's he's kind of. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that is what's interesting. Like, because Agent Cooper is interested in people's, they're in people too, right? Like, you 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 see him as, uh, as kind of like at first he's FBI, he's just the facts, ma'am. But that's actually Albert. Albert is the just the facts, right. just get me, just you know, let me do my job, and I'm gonna get out of here. Um, and Agent Cooper, I think, is is. He's seeing everything. You know what I mean? He's just really enjoying the process of discovering. I, I think, honestly, I think Agent Cooper is, yeah, partly he wants to find out who killed, but I also think he's just trying to figure out what this whole town is about. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I mean, I think that's what we're discovering. Like, and again, it, we're thinking about Agent Cooper. Agent Cooper, this this kind of um, death and uh, serial killers, and this is like this is what he deals with all the time. It's what's right. new to him. What's like interesting to him is this this world of Twin Peaks, of the little things that we take. Right. You know, it, it's again, it's switched, right? This is the biggest thing that ever happened in Twin Peaks for Agent Cooper. The biggest thing that ever happened to him was is that everything that happens in Twin Peaks, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Listen, I have to go back to the scene because you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I have to go back to that scene because the important thing in that scene is is there's a moment where Audrey turns to uh, Donna and says, "Did Laura ever talk about my father?" Oh right, yes, and then yes, that is an important scene. And Donna right. goes, and Donna says, "No, why?" And Audrey says, "He used to sing. He used to sing to her, or something, right?" And then, yeah. and then she's like, "Hey, what about this music? It's like a dream, right? Isn't it dreamy?" Or right, right, right. So we get it's the dream, dreamy, right? Yeah. We get the that aspect of it, or the the dream aspect again. But like, that's that's uh, that's important. She's discover. She's again, like that's something I'm mentally noting, and that became that came before a light bulb scene, just. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like Laura Palmer, it's interesting how, I mean, she's the linchpin. She's the connection between every single person in, in Twin Peaks, right? I mean, that, she is. Like, that's, and that's, I think that's. Right. I mean, there's some the jealousy there, that. right? Because Laura, I mean, Laura, uh, his father doesn't. Right, say, he doesn't say. Right, like, exactly. Right, he doesn't so say to her. Yeah. There's something. She knows. Some stuff. Anyway, that's. I just wanted to make sure. But we, that's we the point. That. That's the point of Audrey. Like the point of Audrey is she knows enough to be dangerous, but also almost too much, or or not enough, right? Right to be, uh, you know, knowledgeable. Right. I think that's the whole point of, which, of Audrey, which we talked about as the teenage conundrum. Yeah. Um. All right, so are, now are you are you? I'm ready. ready right. It was amateur hour okay. at the morgue, and then now we're ready. Now we're going. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, so, so Agent Cooper goes to sleep, right? And he and he has hold and on, he hold on, hold on, hold on, what? hold on. You're skipping. T- okay, let me just. How, ca- what, what I, there, it's a little. It's a little parts, but again, we have this scene that now. You know, you have. Like, you certainly have a good memory for somebody who didn't write anything down. Well, I didn't write it down. I'm. I, I'm. I'm kind of following through right now on the. I have a. I have it on my my iPad here. Okay. And so I just want to make sure that we we hit the point. The point is, we just saw this great scene with uh, Ed, and uh, he's at the diner, and we're rooting for this couple, right? Because we don't like oh, right. Audrey, he comes back, and all of a yeah. sudden, guess what? Audrey yeah. now is has uh, feels because Ed's Ed's essentially with the grease. Ed has made these curtains silent, and that's a big deal for Audrey. And now we're now we're like, uh-oh. she cracked the code, man. She 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 did it. She, she figured it out. She figured it out. But now we're at a point where we're like, uh oh, Ed. Now, what's Ed gonna do? Right, because of course he yeah. he 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 does not feel have, have feelings for Audrey and, or uh, anymore. Not Audrey, um, Nadine anymore. Right, because Nadine yeah. is it was seen as a crazy person, but now they flip it perfect, 
and now we have this kind of scene. So that scene sets up this scene, which is great. It gives a little bit more tension for us. And then we cut yeah. to the scene where um, we see uh, the Mar- Martells, right? The Martells, they're arguing yeah. with each other, um, clearly. Oh, this is the, the cook the books, the, the books right. that are cooked. But he gets the key yeah. to give to um, uh, Josie. Josie. Packard and um, she yeah. sees that the books there's two books then there is this crazy scene with um, the record player and um, Mr. Palmer oh, I, oh my god I forgot about that the you're right there's so much crazy I'm telling you with there's the, so much you, crazy you skipped, stuff a, you skipped it over because you just want to get to the dream which again well, it's, the dream <laughs> tops it of, yeah <laughs> the dream tops it I'm just trying to give everybody a sense of like what actually happened here um, so before we get to the dream, so no, the Mr. Palmer part is important with the record. Player. So the You're record right. player is happening. It's again, this like Pennsylvania six, I don't know, six, five hundred, five, six, whatever it is. It's a song. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. jazz, I guess, big band standard. Right. Um, yeah, people know it. People, yeah, know, people it. know it. And it's got a t- telephone ringing in it, by the way. And, um, yeah. So he's he's kind of dancing and he's got we got to dance we got to dance for Lara and, and Mrs Palmer comes in and she does her crazy stuff, um, but and yeah, then but he breaks the like, he like breaks yeah. it's great because he breaks the the frame with Lara's picture in it and it gets bloody and he's smearing blood all over really nice symbol yeah. symbol 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 tree. So but it's uh, but I think it like again like the the whole point is like. What's interesting is like we're not hearing what like we don't know what is actually playing on that record. Yes. Right. We're hearing what he's hearing. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is like he's down the he's the train has left the station with him. You know what I mean? Like you really were the whole time you're thinking, oh, the Mrs. Palmer is the one that really is like out of her mind. And now suddenly you've got this guy trying to dance you know, Mr. Palmer trying to dance to this wacky song and he's not even, you know, obviously he's not dancing to the right beat or rhythm. He's dancing with a picture. I mean, he's holding a picture. He's dancing with, yeah. And we got to dance for, he can't stop dancing. It's like, yeah. And it's Pennsylvania 65,000 or whatever. I don't even know what that is. I mean, well, uh, it's, it's but it, well, I'll tell you what it is because I, I was like, well, this is a weird song. It's a song that um, it's the, it's the telephone number to the Pennsylvania hotel that, people went to as a you know swinger swing band person oh okay so it's the telephone right. number and they made a song so it's it. like it's like that's like jenny right uh yeah no it's related to that yeah, yeah. definitely related to that um again phone numbers okay, so, yeah. phones important kind of thing uh so that's a that's a really important scene i think um, and then we get to another super important scene. I don't even know if I can. I don't know if I can. He, so he goes to bed. So Agent Cooper goes to bed. He's tired, right. obviously. Long day. He goes to bed. Starts having these random, like, uh, you see you, you see him, like, kind of tossing and turning. Yeah. And then um, you see, oh, man. So I'm not even, like, I just ru- I'm just writing down random things. So he says, uh, he sees, I think the is it the one armed man who All says. Right, let me paint. I, let touch- me paint the picture. Hold on, let me paint the picture, <laughs> because I have it in front of me. Here's what happens. Okay. Toss and turn, and all of a sudden we see a uh, a medium shot of him sitting. It's a profile. Of oh him. yeah. He's sitting. Yeah. And he's older. Yeah. Much older. Yeah. He's older. 
right? We can we can see that even in nineteen. The red room, by the way, total red, red room. Well, it's it's a okay red room, but cur- like red curtains, red room. He's sitting yeah. there in a in a chair, and um, and all of a sudden somebody's like Laura, and like there's this little guy, um, and he's kind of in the thing, and and Laura and the mom's coming down like there's slow motion coming down the stairs, mm. right? We see the flash of the guy. We see flash of some blood thing. We see a flash yeah. of, like, Laura dead. Like, um, so all these flashes that are happening. And then we have these, like, weird... Then the 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 one-armed man is talking. And I right. feel like he's... I feel like he's quoting something, but I'm not exactly sure what he's quoting. Well, Remember no, I think before? he's... I think he's say, I, But I think he was... He, so this is what he says, because I, I wrote it down. He says, he was touched by the devilish one. It says the tattoo on the left shoulder. Right. He saw the face of God and was changed and took the entire arm off. Right. Well, you missed the most uh, important thing, though. You didn't write that. You didn't write down the most important what, thing. What did I write down? He says. He says. Uh, oh, shoot. Now I lost it because I was. He, he says, says, my name is Bob or my name is Mike. Yeah. His name is Bob. He says, fire, walk with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. fire walk with me. If you remember back to the first episode, that was what was written down yeah. at when we found, like, the locket in the kind of torture chamber, right? It was on a mound, right? right? Um, yeah. And I, this may not be, this struck me, but in that episode, too, like, Shelly is like, hey, light my fire to Bobby. I, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. I don't know. But, again, um, so the one-armed man says that. Yeah. And it seems like he's reciting something. Now, in the very beginning, if you no, remember, I, like, okay. Ben Horn is is quoting Shakespeare, I believe. Is that what he was saying? Yeah. I think. I don't, I, I don't know if he I don't know if he was uh, Shakespeare. He was actually quoting something. I think in this, I mean, the one-armed man's name is, is Mike, right? We know that. He says, my name is Mike, right? And I think what he was saying is that he was touched by the devil, and he had a tattoo on the left on his left shoulder, and once he saw the face of God, he changed and cut his arm off. Cut yeah. that sh- cut cut hit that tattoo off. Yeah, I, be- I that I believe. And and so I don't think he was quoting any kind of script, scripture. I think he was just quoting what actually happened to him in kind of a, you know, a, a uh, with some prose. And then he says, and uh, you know, my name is Mike. His name is Bob. And there's the shot of that dude that keeps popping up all the time. Right. And so we know that's Bob, and he says Bob promises he will kill again. Right. And so I think that I mean that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and I mean, and it's, and he seems like he's he's like trying to catch him with the his death bag, you know. I, I, there's, yeah. But he seems he's like he's trapped somewhere. Bob does. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 trapped somewhere. I, I, we can't really see where it is. It looks like some sort of basement or. I don't know something. Um, yeah. Oh, it could be the rail car, um, where he he performed his his stuff. Maybe I mean that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, um, okay. So that happens, and then we go back to him as an old man sitting in that room, like all the flashes are yeah. gone, right? And we see yeah. the guy, the dude, the little guy, and he yeah. uh, he's dancing in the corner, and things are. 
uh, essentially uh, weird. And uh, it looks like everything's yeah. played backwards. Yeah, they're essentially weird. You're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and we see Laura Palmer there. She's sitting there. Um, yep. Things mm-hmm. are, are playing out uh, kind of like in slow motion. He turns around and he's like, the, the little guy is dressed in red. Uh, could be the yeah. devil. Who knows, right? We were yeah. talking about the devil, right? And here he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, he says where we're from, the birds sing and there's always music in the air. Yes. So, you know, maybe it's an angel, uh, but he's definitely dressed. I mean, who knows? Exactly. Who knows? And then Laura does the nose thing. I don't know if yes. you remember this. She does the nose thing, which we saw a couple times. I, so I couldn't tell. So that you, that's like when you put your finger to your nose, usually it means that there's a secret, right? That you have a secret. R- right. So I, I didn't know if she was doing the nose thing that we've seen like the other people do or if she was just kind of saying that she has a secret. Because hmm. then she, she goes over and she leans over to Agent Palmer or Agent uh, Cooper and, and, and tells – Agent Cooper, who killed her? Well, she uh, she's not. She said she wasn't Laura or the devil. Or not, not, I'm sorry, it's not the it, devil. The little dude said she's she's my cousin. She just happens to look like right Laura Palmer, and it, that's true. And he did give him a little evil eye kind of look over there. But she's like, doesn't she look like Laura Palmer? And he's like, but it is yeah. Laura Palmer. And um, then Laura Palmer has a little conversation um, with with him. Yeah, and it's interesting. So I will say this. Because he asks her, he says, are you, are you? And he's like, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arms bend behind my back. Uh, So, I mean, it's, she, like, again, like, perhaps Laura Palmer is in hell right now with the devil. And, like, she's, like, you know, going through this thing. Right, I mean that that could be what this is re- representing. I, so, I, what I would say is like, I don't. I, I mean, what's interesting is the whole thing is just. I think it's supposed to put you out of your element. You know what I mean? Like it just is taking yeah. you out of your comfort zone, and you know it's a whole backwards talking thing, which they they actually. So I did know. I do know this. They they had both of those actors sit, talk backwards and then they uh they then uh when they laid over the actual words they reversed it so that's why it sounds so crazy right they were actually talking talking backwards they filmed they recorded them talking backwards and then they re then they right. rewound the tape yeah. or whatever. so then it sounds like so everything is f- yeah. forwards basically yeah yeah so i mean it's really just great it's really I think it's it's super uh it's so it must have been in 1990 this must have been on on you know on TV this must have been something that was just like mind breaking right I mean I mean think about I it I guess because I don't know a lot of what else was on TV I guess like at this time of night let's say but certainly I don't think anything else like this was there right I mean, the sex stuff, like, you know, like all the, you know, all the kind of, uh, you know, drama and, uh, you know, uh, soap opera type stuff that probably like you had your Dallas's, you had your what Knox Peak or what, whatever, you know, like Knott's Landing, Knott's Landing. Uh, you know, and you had those types of shows. Uh, 
But this was like, this is just, they didn't have people talking backwards. And you know what I mean? Like no. that, that wasn't in most of those shows. No, they didn't. They didn't uh, take a surrealist approach to yeah. filming or, sto- or a story writing. Uh, yeah, and then Lara comes over, or the, uh, this girl who can't remember if she's Lara or not comes over, Cousin, right, whispers yeah. in his ear, right? He wakes yeah. up, calls uh, calls the sheriff, and says, I know who killed Lara Palmer. Yes, it can wait till morning. Like, I'll tell you in the morning, basically. Right. It can wait till the morning. Right. It can wait till the morning. It can wait till the morning. And so we're going to have to wait until the next episode to figure out who killed Laura Palmer. That's correct. All right. Well, um, we will uh, we'll find out next time who killed Laura Palmer. Um, that's the shotcast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast. <laughs>